The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Sports Baseball Show. Here are your hosts, the luckiest men on the face of the earth, Chase Madorsky and Alex Spector. Welcome to episode 16, number Whitey Ford edition of the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. Number 16, Whitey Ford. Bet oh, you didn't know that Pretty one. good, pretty good. With our producer, Sam Beck, and back from the dead, Alex Spector. My name is Chase Medorsky. Alex, good to have you back. I know you've been traveling the globe, ranging from the Bahamas to Atlanta. And Boston, and Westport, Connecticut. Been all over the place. What speaking would, of, by the way, speaking of 16, the last edit made on our Google Doc was 16 minutes ago. So really, 16. We've been sitting at this table for 16 minutes. Hey, we've been sitting at this table for longer than 16 minutes. You know, it's almost a blessing and a curse because our banter would be so much better served with the microphone in front of us like it is right now. Mm. Um, but to be fair, I would say 95% of what we were talking about before had nothing to do with baseball. That's correct. Yeah. With that in mind, we are going to jump right into this week's action. Decent amount happened this week in the baseball world, but as always, we're going to start with our Bovada Sportsbook Picks of the Week. Uh, Normally, we have results from you from last week, uh, but Sam forgot his trusty notebook. Uh, He's got like three jobs as a producer. That's one of them. Uh, Such is life. Um, But the good thing is, it is raining on the East Coast. The weather has just been absolutely heinous this week. Uh, So that gives us some more games to pick from, Um, but I didn't have them on the spreadsheet because I didn't expect the 7.05 games to go late. Uh, So with that said, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, Cubs-White Sox, battle of the South Side and the North Side. Um, Ivan Nova for the Sox. Ivan Supernova. Probably the least applicable nickname in all baseball. Is he any good still? He's not super. He was a Yankee. He won like 16 games. Dude, he was a year. solid Yankee for a minute. I think he went... He might have been... He's horrible. <laughs> what was the year we lost to the Tigers in the DS? 2011? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was 16 and 4. I think he went... I think he was our Game 2 starter. He was a rookie. You know who went Game 3 in that series? And this just shows how short we were on pitching? Who? Freddie Garcia. Ooh. So anyway... Battle of Chicago, plus 200 for the White Sox, plus two th- minus 235 for the Cubs with Cole Hamels. Uh, Cole Hamels is uh, heading towards free agency and looking for a nice payday. Give me the Cubs, minus 235. He's been on fire. He's been one of the top probably five pitchers in baseball. I think he's lowered his ERA like a solid run and a half. Dude, I don't think he's weeks. given up a run in the last like four starts or something like I saw that. I think something like that. I don't really know. I like Cole Hamels. No one's beating him tonight. He's a guy, too, for the Cubs who, assuming they get back to the postseason, is huge because, I mean, he single-handedly, and granted it was 11 years ago, but he carried the Phillies to that one World Series. Dude, he's been so good for so long, very casually. Like, he's 35 years old. That's sort of how I feel about a couple guys in their rotation. That's how I feel about John Lester, too. Yeah, actually. Remember at the beginning of this? No, I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I remember when we first started this show and we were we, talking about the Cubs. We were like, none of these guys are really good We talked so much crap about the Cubs. Yeah. I think the only thing prediction-wise that we've said, or at least I've said on this show, that's ringing true is that the Twins were going to dominate the Central. Yeah, that's true. Braves are pretty good. I said the Braves would be the best team in the East. They're not, but they're pretty good. They've won, I think, 12 to 13. They're up against the Mets right now. Ronald uh, Acuna, I mean, baby. Ronald Acuna. He was my first-round pick in fantasy. Do you have him also in our league? No, but I picked him as my MVP. Don't forget. He has, been, win, he has been an absolute stud for them. And, uh, I mean, the thing is, if you're a Braves fan that you have to be stoked about, they're only going to get better because Keuchel's making his debut this week. I know. Could have been a Yankee. Should have been a Yankee. I don't really get it. You know what? I do. Because they're going to trade their entire farm for some stud, and then they're going to the Wizards. Fist bump. We just fist bumped. Uh, second game, Indians and the you Texas... Do pick, Chase? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Are you writing it down? You don't have your handy-dandy notebook. I have my phone. God bless technology. Um, Phones are unreal. I'm taking the uh, White Sox. They uh, called up Miami alumni Zach Collins, absolute beast, catcher. 
not sure if he's going to play, but he's going to at least be on the bench. Any relation to the Portland Trailblazers and Gonzaga alum, Zach Collins? He's about like a foot shorter, so I'm going to say no, but... How do you know? I don't know. I don't know, so... You ever party with Zach Collins back in the day? No, but um, I did have to do volunteering for the baseball team, and his mom's a nice lady. Did I ever tell you my buddy's story with Maryland football? No. That he, uh, my buddy from Binghamton, who went to school in Binghamton, visited Maryland. Did you guys have a football player who got kicked off the team while you were there for smoking pot? Probably. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> like, di- he was like directly the cause for that. Really? He like smoked out two guys on the football team, and two weeks later they were gone. You know, we got a friend whose dad got rid of the Tulane basketball team. That was, uh, and he wasn't on the basketball team. He <laughs> made them gamble and shave points. Made the cover of Sports Illustrated, though. It's a great story. 1985? Uh, Call it 1980-something. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No names. I didn't say anything. Yeah. All right. Indians and the Texas Rangers. Zach Plesak on the mound for the Indians. Adrian Sampson for the Rangers. Uh, Dan Plesak's nephew. You know Dan Plesak from MLB Network? No. You've never, <laughs> you've never seen him on MLB Network? Uh, maybe I have. I just can't take the face. Of the He's day. like uh, one of the main guys in MLB tonight. Sure. Google him. You'll see what he looks like. <laughs> Google uh, him. No. Why wouldn't you Google him? I told you to Google him. We've seen uh, uh, The Goods. Dude. Underratedly. Most underrated movie of all time. Don Reddy. Don Reddy. <laughs> Dan Plesak. That's this guy's name? Yeah. Minus one and a half, plus 125 for the Indians, plus one and a half, minus 145 for the Rangers. Minus 126 Indians, plus 106 Rangers. Rangers are hot. Uh, give me plus 106 Rangers. Um, yeah, I'll do it too. Flip a coin on that one. Yeah, huh. <laughs> flipping a lot of coins recently. But, uh, yeah, I'll do plus 106 for the Rangers as well. Give me the uh, Indians minus one and a half because of Dan Plesak. Here's the thought. Are we really going to pick all these games? No, well, I'm going to pick and choose for the rest. Yeah, let's just do like three. It's a big slate tonight. That's I'm a gonna, lot of games. I'm going to pick the Tyson games. Okay. Um, quick Indians aside, Cleveland Indians aside, is there a city that's going to be less fun to go visit an All-Star game for than Cleveland for the MLB All-Star game? Have you been to Cleveland before? You're not going to justify Cleveland for Dude, me. I've been to Cleveland. I've been to I'm Cle- not going to justify it. Cleveland sucks. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I have a ton no. of family in Cleveland. Have you been to that field? They have the worst food, too. They have, like, only <laughs> hot dogs and pretzels. It's amazing. It's like, it's 2019. Get some, get some steak sandwiches. Give me some chicken tenders, like, if anything. Like, listen, I'm Yankees fan... I'm spoiled, but like, come on, at least have like, a, like a premio sausage or something. Dude, I'm with you. Cleveland's good for one day. You go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You visit the football stadium. Dude, the Rock and Roll and Hall of Fame's B. I uh, feel like Milwaukee might be worse than Cleveland. You just get hammered there, there, though. Cheese. You can get hammered. Cheese and beer. They have beer in Cleveland. Dude, Cleveland. I'm telling you, Cleveland sucks. Like Cleveland's bad. I've never been to either of them. Here, let me tell you a story. So I was... I've never been to the state of Ohio. Cleveland's so bad, LeBron left not once, but twice. Yeah, that's also true. I was uh, the president of my fraternity. And we were just talking about that. I know. And when I was a junior, we had to go to a, like, retreat. And in the, they plan out these things. They plan these things out five years Is in advance. Is this Conclave? No, Conclave's during the year. This was, uh... I don't even remember Like a president's called. retreat? President's something. I can't remember what it was called. Anyways. Um, and they plan these things out for five years in advance. So the year before, it was, like, Nashville... Uh, my year, it was Cleveland. The year after that, it was Miami. The year after that, it was Vegas. And then this year, it's like Seattle. Or he something. got the shaft. That's in Cleveland. Are you <laughs> kidding me? How? You know, AEPI, I would say, nationally has a reputation of nice Jewish boys. Well, they're, yeah. I mean, well, Jewish for sure. <laughs> you, had to have been, you had to have been top 10% coolest kid in that room, right? Dude, all right. So, yes. Um, <laughs> I think so. But not only did they send us to Cleveland, they put us... Um, I couldn't get any of my friends to go, so maybe it wasn't that cool, but uh, I went alone, and I was in a room, I had, they give you four roommates, but only two beds, so here I am sharing a bed with a probably 250 pound, Jew, I'm Jewish, 250 pound Jewish kid. We're all Jewish for context. Kid was hairy, smelled, <laughs> snoring. Uh, for a second, I thought you were talking about JB. Well, no, him too, but... <laughs> No, I mean, nice nice guy. These kids were from Temple. There was three of them from Temple and me. And we had a good time, but I had to share the bed with the fat one. Temple What's University or like just a Temple? No, Temple, eight by. Temple University. That's a good, that's a good, good point of clarification, no, right? Totally, totally. Uh, Temple University. Who would have thought they have uh, a by there? But yeah. Um, so my experience in Cleveland consisted of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was okay. I was already in a bad mood, though, so maybe that's why I didn't like it. Um, we went to a Yankees-Indians game. Yankees won. Um, I had a hot dog. No Richard Blyer? No, no, he's not on the team yet. Um, and then sharing a bed with a 250-pound smelly, hairy kid. 
I'm sure he's good. I'm sure they're good guys, though. Anyways, Cleveland out. Not going to the All Star game this year. All right, there you go. And then we're gonna just skip around to some marquee matchups. Red Sox visiting the baseball's best Minnesota Twins. David Price on the hill for the Red Sox, and our boy Mike Pineda for the Twins. Minus one and a half, plus one and twenty-five Red Sox. Plus one and a half, minus one forty-five Twins. Minus one twenty-seven, plus one hundred seven. As great as the Twins have been, and as much as I hate David Price, give me the Red Sox minus one twenty-seven. There's nobody I would want on the mound in a big game less than Mike Pineda. Dude, Pineda sucks. Like he's just been bad this year. I mean, he's just. Wait, he missed all of last year with his injury, right? Well, he's one of those guys who's got great stuff, and this was the same with the Yankees: great stuff and great command. But when you throw great stuff in the strike zone, guys are going to hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, he's not very good. I'm going to go Price Hall, so as much as I don't. But what did you just take? You did? He took the money line. You took, okay, I'll do Red Sox minus one and a half. I'm going to do the same plus thing. Plus one and a half. Because why not? Yeah. All right, last two games we're going to do um, Giants with Sean Anderson visiting the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. We are strictly doing this because Kershaw's pitching. Minus one and a half, plus 105 Giants. Minus one and a half, minus 125 Dodgers. Plus 210, minus 250. Uh, I feel like the Dodgers, I think I read, have lost one regular season start of Kershaw's in like his last 20. Um, so give me the Dodgers minus one and a half, minus 125. Um, I'm similarly going to take the Dodgers. I'll take the minus one and a half also. I think that's a good bet. We're all on the same team there. Dodgers minus one and a half. Dude, um, Kershaw's been good. He's back. I'm glad. I, you know, a little concerned that, like, you know, guy keeps getting hurt. Maybe he wasn't going to come back and have his stuff. But he's been he's been not the pitcher he used to be, but he's been good. I'd like your opinion on this because this is something me and Bryce uh, argued about when he guessed it. To me right now, as great as Kershaw is, and this is, I guess, the beauty of being a Dodgers fan right now, in a five- to seven-game series, Kershaw right now I think is going game three. I agree. I mean, Ryu, your boy. Has a one two six ERA. Eugene Ryu. <laughs> Couldn't be pitching better. And Walker Bueller, I mean, the first two weeks was a disaster because they cut his spring training short. But since then, he's looked every bit the young ace. I mean, if you're a Dodgers fan and you know that you're going to go into the playoffs, with even discussing that Kershaw might be going game three, you really like your odds to go back to a third straight World Series. Yeah, I mean, they're the best team. Dude, these guys are incredible. Kenta Maeda, too. And Rich Hill. Rich Hill's been great. Dude, this team is great. And you know just because <laughs> and it's their a- lineup. And you know because it's Andrew Friedman uh, and just the Rays mentality that he brought over to that front office, they're going to make some move at the deadline where we're going to go like, holy crap, had they just pulled that what off? What is Julio Urias' deal? Does he play? Uh, he faced some domestic issues earlier in the year that haven't fully been resolved. Um, but he's like their long man. And he's a 23-year-old gas-throwing lefty. Yeah, he's had good stats when he plays. Yeah. They have Joe Kelly. Is that the Red Sox Joe Kelly? Yeah. What is his ERA nowadays? Like 7-5? Yeah, 7-5. Yeah, he blew an epic lead last week. It was great. I hate Joe Kelly. You know who's got the best ERA on the team? Well, not Ryu. Russell Martin. True. One inning, no runs. And he's casually hitting what? Like 290? Um, Russell Martin is casually hitting 264. It's not that casual. It's what you'd expect. (laughs) I don't know. He had like 180 last year. Yeah, that's true. And that was with the benefit of a DH. Yeah, dude, this team is so good. Bellinger. Bellinger's ridiculous. And A.J. Pollock's barely played. They're going to get him back eventually. Seager's been either hurt or not fully healthy, and they just don't miss a beat. I know. Muncie hits it out of the yard and screams I was going to say, Muncie's legit. Justin Turner's a stud. Justin Turner might be top three underrated hitters in baseball. Yeah, I agree. And he's just been good for so long. I read something on Twitter that... um, Travis don't know. Since the start of last year, it was the top five teammates who have homered in the same game, and I think three of the top four were Dodgers, some combination of Bellinger, Muncie, Bellinger, Peterson, Muncie, Peterson. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. These guys just rig. All right. Wait, also one last thing. David Freeze, rigging. And a postseason magnificent hitter. Dude, he's he's on base percentage just 419. Well, because he's only playing against lefties. He's he's become a perfect platoon player. Damn. All right, and the last game we're going to pick is the crapshoot game of the night. The Royals and Homer Bailey against the Seattle Mariners and Kikuchi. Plus one and a half, minus 175 for the Royals. Minus one and a half, plus 155. Plus 116, minus 136. I'm going to take the over of nine for this game, minus one and a half. Homer Bailey is awful. Yeah, I would think that's a good bet. I'm just going to not do it because I don't want to take the same thing as you. I'm going to do uh, Mariners minus 136. Homer Bailey's so bad. 
I'm going to do the Mariners minus one and a half. I'm feeling the last spreads, and uh, it's going to pay off for me. Cool. Dude, so many of these pitchers are so bad. ERA's over five. Come on. I mean, I think I think the reality is, and, and it's going to take a lot of adjusting, but I think like a four ERA is going to be average going forward. Until they you know figure out what they're going to do with the ball or the parks, guys are hitting so many home runs and there's so many good hitters that for starting pitchers, four, a four ERA is going to be average. I don't know. Why don't you tell Eugene Ryu that? He's an anomaly. Oh, man. All right, moving around the league to the standings. AL East, Yanks in first, 44 and 27. Rays a game and a half back, 43 and 29. The Red Sox staying hot, 40 and 34 in third, only five and a half games back. And the Blue Jays and the Orioles way back in fourth and fifth. Again, I think the East, I think at a certain point, it's just going to be who makes the big move uh, because the Rays are going to get Tyler Glasnow back. I think that'll be their like, midseason type acquisition. Uh, but we've said all year, it'll be interesting for them how long the opener continues to succeed. Uh, although Charlie Morton is putting up Cy Young numbers for them, really continuing his career resurgence. Uh, and the Red Sox, the lineup's hitting. Chris Sale is back in spades. Sam, that Cy Young pick, uh, as bad as it looked the first two weeks, is not looking too crazy now. Um, so I guess my question for you, Alex, is are the Yanks going to be able to hold these guys off? They're going to make an absurd trade, and yes. They have so many pieces. I don't know what they're going to do, but like the fact that Clint Frazier's in the minors right now, the he's fact so, that... He's so gone. Dude, there's nowhere, for, but there's nowhere for him to play. They still have Andujar, who's going to be great someday. They could trade him. They also have, who's the, uh, what's his name? Florial. Uh, Florial. I mean, do they have so many pieces that they can, they have a bunch of young pitchers. They're going to do something crazy and trade for one of the best starters in baseball in the World Series. All right. I agree. I actually think so. I don't know who. I want Scherzer, even though he broke his face. He did break his nose, fouling off a bunt today in batting practice. That's like something I would do. It's not something I would do because even in practice, my coaches never had me bunt because they knew it was never going to happen. Did you see, um, who was it, bunted for a double yesterday? Matt Carpenter. Oh, Matt Carpenter. It was actually incredible. That was so smart. But you watch that and you're just like, why can't more guys do that? That's what I said. Dude, hold on. Who? Someone tweeted it today. was like, don't the don't, can't the anal- like, why don't the analytics say to do that? Like, that is, dude, come on. Just practice that a couple easiest, of times. It's the easiest single at the very least. Dude. Like well, Mark Teixeira had done that as a Yankee. He you can make contact and walk the first base. I mean, I've very publicly said that the shift, there's no one player, except maybe Chris Davis, that the shift negatively impacted more than Mark Teixeira. Totally. I mean, I do all like, I'm so, like, how hard could that be? Dude, I was a big, so coordinated. Or, so even on, or even on some level, you know, even the, the four infielder shift. Yesterday against uh, Glaber Torres, the Rays had four outfielders. I saw it. Can't you just shorten up your swing and just hit a ball back up the middle? The, but that's much harder than bunting it the other way, I feel like. Like, a lot of things got to go right. Bunt it left right of the, the pitcher and fair. And it's a single. Totally. These guys have got, like, just practice it. I'm with you. Practice. Practice. We're talking about practice. Dude, what, don't they shift for Bellinger? I mean, you're never going to have Bellinger bunt, I yeah, guess. But like, over everybody and it doesn't he's matter. He's so good. It's 23. Crazy. It's incredible. I used to be 23. Yeah, me too. Bellinger's younger than I am. I'm <laughs> still not about. 23. Yeah, but that's... Who cares? In <laughs> All right, AL Central. Uh, twins in first, 47-24. Uh, Tribe, 10 games back, 37-34. The White Sox hovering around 500. Been a nice surprise. Uh, led by Lucas Giolito and his Cy Young uh, push, 34-36 and in third. Tigers and Royals rounding it out, fourth and fifth. I guess the question is now, you know, we are approaching the All-Star break, and uh, the trade deadline of July 31st, is only one now, is a month and change away. Uh, so my question for the AL Central is twofold. One, do you think the Twins go out and get anybody? And two, who do you think the Indians are going to be selling? So, word on the street is that the Twins... <coughs> Sorry, I'm sick. Or I'm Jewish. I don't really know. I'm one of the two. Um, they were, they're, the word on the street is that the Twins are looking at Bumgarner. He would make so much sense for them. So much sense. Um, I mean, they're they're gonna buy. They're gonna do this. Try to do the same thing. The Yankees are gonna try and buy another pitcher. So one interesting thing that I read is Trevor Bauer is a free agent at the end of the twenty twenty season. Mm-hmm. If you're the Indians, you know the Twins have this deep farm system because they they haven't made any significant trades in the past mm-hmm. few years, um, and even before that, they've always drafted fairly well. 
If you're the Indians, do you at least consider trading Bauer within your division if you think it's going to get you the best haul? Yeah, I mean, I think you think about it. I think you'd rather trade him to the Yankees. I agree. Um, Bauer in New York would be a beautiful disaster. Yeah, I'm not a huge Bauer guy, but I think he's a good player. I think he'd thrive in Yankee Stadium with the fans chanting his name, but him and the liberal New York media uh, are a match made in hell. Dude, he would throw at every Red Sox. It would be hysterical. <laughs> um, I think that, listen, I think that the... I think him and JD would get into a fight within the first two Yankee Red Sox games. Yeah, something crazy would happen. I mean, listen, I'm not opposed to it. Listen, if he wins the World Series, say whatever you want. Um, my thought is, I think that the Twins will make some move. I could see Bumgarner. I mean, I really, I could see that. Um, one thing I want to folk, uh, mention, though, regarding this division is the White Sox. They played the Yankees this past week. Dude, they looked good. Dude, they, that's a good team. That's a really good lineup. And J- Joe Lito's been top two Maybe. or three pitchers in the American League. It's probably, in no order, him, Verlander, Charlie Morton. Jake Odorizzi. Oh, yeah. And Odorizzi, yeah. Um... He's a stud. He's 24. He's a stud. They got some really good young guys. That Eloy Jimenez. I dropped him. Sorry, Jeez, bud. You, dude, he hit two home runs against the Yankees on, what was it, Saturday? Those were... Absolutely. His second one was a... And no. you know what? The White Sox haven't won in a pretty significant stretch at this point. But you got to give credit to that front office because when they traded their stars, every guy you just named, mm-hmm. they traded Adam Eden, they got Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez, who's mm-hmm. also in the rotation. They traded Sale, they got Moncada and Michael Kopesh, mm-hmm. who pre-Tommy John was pumping 105-mile-per-hour fastballs. Um, and when they traded Jose Quintana, they got Eloy Jimenez. So this is a team who is rebuilt by, you know, they traded away their superstars, but they really got great hauls across the board. And these guys that these guys you just mentioned are like just starting to figure it out too. Like this, this I don't this so isn't a, I don't, this isn't a playoff team this year, but they're going to be better than a 500. But you know what if they're a 500 team, that's a major step in the right direction. 500. By the end of this year, dude, like Moncada's hurt, he's coming back. Abreu is like I think Abreu is one of the most underrated hitters. Well, I was about to say the same thing to you. 17 homers, 54 ribbies. Uh, he, he roasts the Yankees. Kills us. Literally, Kay was talking about how much he kills the Yankees, and then he went deep off of Paxton. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, he's quietly been one of the most underrated sluggers in baseball. Uh, and he's a free agent after the year. And it'll be interesting to see if they keep him in Chicago, you know, to mentor Moncada, the Cuban connection there, mm-hmm. and some of these younger guys. Moncada's um, figured it out. He's but he's going to, Abreu's going to have his fifth, fourth, 100 RBI year in his five seasons in the bigs. Yeah. Which I know RBIs, again, arbitrary stat, whatever, but you still got to put the ball in play a lot to get those guys in. Dude, he rakes. And this is like, look at this war. His war is .9. Like, dude, come on. Is he a guy that you think the White Sox traded the deadline? That's Now, that's a good question. Because, again, I said this isn't a playoff team. This is a better than 500 team probably, but... I could see... I mean, yeah, I could see them trading him. I just think it's tough to give up significant chips for a first baseman. Yeah, that's a good point. But you need a bat. You need a bat. Especially just when you look at the teams. The Yankees got Voight. Red Sox have Mitch Moreland. So they could theoretically be players for Abreu. Oh, I would hate that. That would be so classic. He's such a classic, like, Red Sox, like, kill the Yankees. Totally. AL West, Astros way out in front, 48-25. and 25. Uh, But the Rangers, another big surprise in thir- second, 39-33, eight and a half games back, right in the thick of the wild card race. A's 37-36. and 36. Angels also hovering around 500, and they just got Justin Upton back, 36-37. Mariners in dead last, 31-45. Yeah. I think uh, if you're the Rangers and GM John Daniels, it's going to be interesting because you have a guy like Mike Miner <laughs> who is so overachieved this year, who would be a great trade piece, but... If you're in contention, you know, the Rangers, since those teams that, uh, you know, the Rugnet Odor, Jose Bautista fighting years. Which Rugnet Odor? His, him or his brother? Senior, I, I guess, would we say senior or the whole <laughs> no, one? That's the, still the funniest thing. You know, I don't, I don't know if you're the Rangers. You have chips that you need to cash in on. But if you're in the playoff race, especially because they're opening a new stadium next year, I don't know if you could be sellers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, like... They're right in the thick of it. I look at this team, and they're another one. It's like, how are they, how are they doing this? They just hit. They Dude, hit. Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence has been great, and his ERA is high, but Lance Lynn the past like two months has been great. He's striking out so many batters, uh, and for $10 million a year, it's been a really worthwhile investment. And don't sleep on the A's. This is right where the A's want to be, 500 right around July, and then they just go on one of those epic summer stretches. Yeah, I could see that happening. They won like 10 in a row at a point, and then they lost like 10 in a row. I think so. last year, in like their last 50 games, they went like 38 and 12. Yeah, they could always figure something out. Dude, the, the Rangers, though, they, these guys are they're overachieving. <laughs> these guys are not that good. No, I agree. 
Except Rudy Nando Adore is hitting 177. I mean, Not ag- to be confused with his brother, Rudy Nando I mean, again, when your three best players are probably, I mean, Joey Gallo, who rakes, but then from there it's Hunter Pence, Mike Miner, and Lance Lynn. There's some room for regression. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they'll trade. I mean, we'll see how they're doing. Listen, they're tied for the wild card right now, so you don't, if you're in the hunt for the playoffs, you don't trade your team. So, um, Also, I didn't realize that the Indians are still just one and a half out of the wild card. They're going to make the playoffs. They're not going to stop. And if they get into the playoffs, once Kluber's back, Clevenger's already back, if Carrasco gets healthy, all bets are off. And the Yankees winning one nothing. Sweet. I did not get the notification on my phone, which is, oh, just got it. Gary, sacrifice fly. National League, Braves now in first, 43-30. and 30. Uh, During the course of this streak, they were down two and a half against the Bra- They were down two and a half games to the Phillies. They're now up three games. Phillies in second, 39-32. Uh, the Mets, despite being a dumpster fire, are in third place in this division, 34-38, and 38, eight and a half games out. The Braves are in first place. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Nats in fourth, Marlins I mean, yeah, in fifth. I, I call that the game season, whatever. To me, I think the Braves are going to start running away with this division. The lineup is unbelievable. They're getting Keuchel. Soroka, Freed, the young guys have been great. And if they could just get anything out of uh, Mike Fultonevich, Kevin Gausman, and Sean Newcomb, who were the anchors of their rotation last year, they're in business. Dude, Freddie Freeman is unreal, too. We don't even talk about him. He Freddie leads, Freeman is the most he underrated. He leads this team in everything. He's an underrated superstar. Um, but again, is probably going to be maybe the third second baseman or first baseman in the NL because uh, Josh Bell's got 70 ribbies and Rizzo's been great and has the Cubs faithful back in him. Dude, Josh Donaldson, one-year deal. Guy looks pretty good. He, that This... Winning streak for them has raised his number substantially. He was hitting like 220 a week He's ago. He's still hitting 255 is on base percentage. That's what we talk about. Here. What is it? 361. His war is a 2 if we're talking about advanced statistics. Good defender. Yeah. And for the Mets, I mean, look, the bullpen has been historically bad. Edwin Diaz has regressed significantly since getting him from the Mariners. Uh, but the one shout-out for the Mets, for the guy who I don't think is getting nearly enough love, that's Pete Alonso. I mean, the rookie first baseman has been a huge success. 24 homers on pace for 50. Uh, and it's amazing because despite playing in the New York media, I feel like he gets no love across baseball. Dude, he doesn't play for the Yankees. And he's not like David Wright. I guess. You know, like David Wright was like good-looking, like New York third baseman making the playoffs. Like this team stinks, and the Yankees are the class of baseball, so no one's watching the Mets. Fair enough. People but, on- no, I agree, dude. I agree with you. Like he's been a beast. Dude, they have some good players. Like, Conforto's on my fantasy team. He's been pretty good. Alonzo tonight. For Jeff what McNeil, is, dude. McNeil is hitting three thirty-two. He's two for three tonight. Alonzo, since we've been talking, is against the Braves tonight. Uh, sorry, I said the Braves are smoking the Mets. I couldn't have been more off. Mets are up 6 nothing. Alonzo's three for three with two doubles and a homer. Dude, what about... Now he's a beast. Does Dominic Smith play for this team? He does. He's getting kind of sporadic playing time. Because the problem is, him and Alonzo are both first basemen. Mm-hmm. And... It's like, you know, Conforto, Nemo, neither of them are great outfielders to begin with. Lagares is great in center. It's a matter of how much you're going to trust Dominic Smith in left. But Smith yeah. has been raking the ball. Does Nemo still sprint every time he walks? Nemo is actually out with a neck injury at Ooh. the moment. But You know who they have who I love? Two former Yankees. Three former Yankees, actually. The Todd father. Don't you know Robbie Cano, who Mets fans detest? Yeah, he hasn't been great, and I don't... He's part of that classic Yankees to Mariners bust train that we were talking about before the show. We'll get to that. Who's the uh, Who's the third? A Danny Hechevaria, dude. Dude, Hechevaria was so good defensively Stud. down the stretch. Stud defender. Guy, nothing gets by him. He would make some plays on like these line drives that... And a hell of a name. Yeah. Hechevaria. I don't even know how you pronounce it. I just gave him my best shot. You, I think I did pretty good. I'll give you a 95%. Good. All right, NL Central, uh, this is going to be a battle between the Brewers and the Cubs all summer, I think. Uh, Brewers right now in front, 40-32. and 32. Cubs only a half game back, 39-32. Cards, Reds, Pirates, in that order. I mean, the Brewers are going to go how Christian Yelich goes, and he's been going. He's on pace for 60 homers. Uh, and as good as Bellinger is, I think right now I'd give Yelich the MVP again, uh, which just speaks to how good of a hitter he's been. Here's the question, why? Because him, they're both in first place. And Bellinger's got the better war. And people care about war. I, I just think, as great as Bellinger is, Yelich is... At some level, for me, it's the eye test, where every time I see Yelich go up, it's like something amazing is going to happen. I'm all about the eye test. I'm totally with you. I'd give it to, to Yelich, too. But he's not... They're, if they're all about war and both guys are in first place, like... Well, I think part of it, too, is if you take Bellinger out of the Dodgers, this is still a first-place team in the West. Yeah, that's probably true. You take Yelich out of the Brewers, they suck. 
Sam just sent us a video of, of Scherzer uh, breaking his face. Oh, that is horrible, <laughs> dude. I would totally do that. Maybe that's why people aren't bumping on the... Uh... Oh, jeez. Right off the noggin. <laughs> Ugh. This is why they should have a universal DH. Yeah. When one of the two or three best pitchers in baseball is breaking his nose, bunting during batting practice. Imagine breaking your face. Not remote. I just think for the Brewers, it's what we've been talking about it since day one. It's just, does this team have enough starting pitching to carry them in a deep postseason? Are they going to make a run? Are they going to make a trade? Do they have any pieces? I don't know. I think for them, the move would have been a Keuchel or a Kimbrel. Uh, they have like a relatively deep farm system. I just don't know if they have enough compared to the Yankees, compared to the Twins, to go get a Mad Bum. So what pitches are available for trade? Let's say Mad Bum, Stroman, Mike Miner. I would tentatively say maybe Trevor Bauer. Depending on where the Indians are at the well, time. Well, I think you going to say tentatively Mike Miner, too. Yeah, I think Miner is more likely to go than Bauer just because they're not going to sign him long-term after this. Fair. Like, Bauer could be a cornerstone of the Indians for yeah. years to come still. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think who else is on contending teams. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is Ben Gamble is still on the... Ben Gamble. He's uh, still on the Brewers. Yankee. One thing I want to talk about for the Central, Luis Castillo, who's been great... Not to be confused with Luis Castillo. Not to be confused with second baseman Luis Castillo. Uh, He last night won despite uh, seven walks. Mm -hmm. So just to put in perspective how good Ryu's been, Castillo had more walks last night than Ryu has had all season. Eugene Ryu, dude. And then in the NL West, it's the Dodgers and the rest. 48-25 Dodgers. Rockies, D-backs, Padres, Giants, in that order. This is another division where if the Rockies and Diamondbacks are hanging around, will they be buyers? It'll be interesting to see. Padres, I think if you're a Padres fan and they're right around 500 all year, you're very content with that. Uh, they traded Hunter Renfro. They said they were going to. Then he had five home runs five, in yeah. two days. Then he absolutely started matching last week. So I don't think that's in play at this point. And if you're the Giants, the dynasty, I would say, is officially pretty dead. Um, but between Bumgarner and Will Smith, maybe even Brandon Belt, uh, got a lot of good trade pieces to kind of give that rebuild a little kick in the butt. I'll just say this. This Diamondbacks team, they're some of these guys... I mean, I maybe it shouldn't surprise the audience. I was going to say, some of these guys I've never heard of. <laughs> Who the hell is Eduardo Escobar? He, he rakes. He's unreal. He made all-star They this gave year, him probably. a nice little extension this year, too. Uh, they had acquired great. him f- from the Twins, actually. So could you imagine penciling that guy in the Twins lineup yeah. on top of what they already have? Dude, John Ryan Murphy's still on this team. Also kind of funny, Wilmer Flores is on this team. John Ryan Murphy is an all-time Yankees fleece job. Oh, yeah. Here's another uh, th- something I was thinking about. I didn't realize that the Diamondbacks were actually this good, 38 and 35. I was thinking, Granky and the Yankees. But 38 and 35, they're not selling yet. I also think, I'm fairly certain Granky has some kind of a no trade clause. Mm. And uh, there's no way that Granky, at this point in the career, is going to go to New York. He's, he's yeah. quite literally the most anxious player in baseball. What do you mean? Like, he has crippling anxiety oh, really? and had to deal with it in the past. That's not great. <laughs> no, no, it is not. As Jewish fellows, we all know about that. True. Uh, a list with not a lot of Jewish fellows on it. We're going to go to the league leaders in the MLB. Uh, batting average, Tim Anderson is no longer in first in the AL. That, also not Jewish. That distinction belongs to <laughs> Jorge Polanco of the Twins, 332. I have no idea what the answer to this is, so I'm just intrigued as to what you guys think. If, this, if the AL batting leaders hold true the rest of the year... Polanco and Tim Anderson would be 1-2 in average. Do you think there's ever been a year where the league leaders and average in a respective league were both shortstops? Probably can't be, right? Yeah, dude, definitely. You think? Well. Top two. In like, you're saying just the American League. Dude, I would say like Jeter and Nomar at a point. Let's look it up. Research guy, can you get on that? Yeah. All right, cool. National League, uh, it's the MVP dog race. Yelich is hitting 342, but he is in second because Cody Bellinger is in first, hitting 355. Ridiculous. AL, uh, the Yankees now have the top two home run hitters in the American League: Edwin Encarnacion in first with 21, Gary and Mike Trout tied for second with 20, and in the NL, Yelich in first with 26. Although Hunter Renfro, it's really hard to trade uh, a guy, a young outfielder who is 23 home runs, second in the league, and is doing so in Petco Park all places. I would say no older than 25. 27. It's impressive. Click on his ESPN page, though. Great mustache. Really? Fantastic. Hmm. Good little mustache. And RBI leader, uh, Jose Abreu in front in the AL 54. And Josh Bell considering continuing his 
breakout year in Pittsburgh with 65 ribbies. But your boy Eduardo Escobar, second with 58. Dude, I didn't know who he was until like five minutes ago. So. And then in the pitching side of things, a lot of guys we've already touched. Uh, AL, uh, Giolito and Odorizzi tied for wins in 10. Ryu in the NL all alone with 9. ERA is Giolito in front, 2-2-2. Ryu with a laughable 1-2-6 in the NL. That's ridiculous. Uh, and then saves leaders, Shane Green has company. Tied with Brad Hand of the Indians in first for 20. Kirby Yates pacing all baseball with 25 in the NL. Any thoughts on any Dude, of these? Dude, here it is. 1999, Nomar Garcia-Para led the American League with a 357 batting average. Number two, Derek Jeter, 349. So, so it's been 20 years. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I actually don't know if that's the last time. How can you but... say we don't put out a great product when we're spewing facts like this? Dude, uh, just the level set here I said before the show that I don't think the product's that great so we're working on it <laughs> there's always room to improve there's always room to improve like spitting out facts like that there you go and wins above replacement no surprise Trout first in the AL with 4.8 and just to put into perspective how good Cody Bellinger's been 6.1 yeah I mean he's a joke they were saying that he's on pace to have like the highest war since Babe Ruth or something saying that. Was, anytime you could be compared for Babe Ruth as long as it's not to like eating or womanizing it's a really good comparison. I always wonder, what performance-enhancing drugs was that guy doing? What did you he say? Was, yeah. He attempted it. Dude, Not he definitely was doing no, something. No, we talked about this before. He, what was he it? He injected, like, goat testosterone into his hip and got, like, a severe infection and missed, like, missed games because his hip was really gross. So one time he injected it poorly, but all the other times let it yeah, be it probably 600 worked, It probably worked unbelievable. I mean, look, dude. There's no doubt. There's literally no doubt. I mean, dude, the reality is guys have been doing stuff for years. 100%, dude. If you could cheat in professional sports and get paid so much more, why wouldn't you? Willie Mays, who I think is him or Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player of all time. I mean, Mays, Aaron Mantle, dude, they were popping amphetamines like candy. 100%. No doubt. Could not have been good for their hearts. No. Ruth ever, died at like 40. And Mays and, and Hammer and Hank are pushing 80s. Yeah, well, those guys are... There's a story of... I think Babe was 48. Really? That young? Cancer. There's a story of a clubhouse in their era that an ump like walked into the clubhouse to get a cup of coffee, and they had the regular coffee, then they had the regular coffee with greenies in it, and the ump drank the wrong batch of coffee and was like had two or three cups and had to go to the hospital. What are greenies? Amphetamines. Oh. It's like... So that's yeah, interesting yeah, you said, by the way. Uh, Babe Ruth died at 53, but in 1948. All right, so that's your weird like number you're knowing. Beep boop beep. Also, <laughs> fun fact: a Babe Ruth jersey just sold for 5.64 million dollars. You know? Did you know that that was in the tweets at the bottom? <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Um, read the notes. Yeah. And at the same auction, a Lou Gehrig autograph photo that was inscribed to Babe Ruth was sold for 480 thousand dollars. I buy that. Not four hundred eighty thousand, but I'd buy it. I mean, if you're spending <laughs> any kind of money like that, that's when you have stupid screw you money. So yeah, I don't know, four hundred eighty—that's a good amount of money. I don't know if I'll ever. You're right, and five point six million is nothing. Moving along now, uh, some of our standout players in the past league. Uh, first shout out goes to Justin Verlander, uh, who set a career high with fifteen strikeouts on June twelfth in a six-three fourteen inning loss to the Brewers. Astros pitchers that night combined for a record twenty-four strikeouts. Uh, Pretty amazingly, uh, Verlander had 15 swinging strikeouts. It was just the fifth time in the pitch tracking era since 2008 that a pitcher has had 15-plus swinging strikeouts, joining Scherzer twice, Carlos Carrasco, and a surprise on this list, Danny Duffy. Danny, I actually think I know Danny Duffy. He was a Ray, wasn't he? He's a Royal. Matt Duffy was a Ray. Oh. Close. Close. Hey, hey, hey. Come on. Uh, It's the fifth 15-strikeout no-walk game for a pitcher over 36, joining John Smoltz. Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, and Nolan Ryan. And Verlander is 169 strikeouts away from 3,000. And this is just another feather in a first ballot Hall of Fame career. He going to get 4,000 strikeouts? No. You don't think so? How old is he, like 35? I think it just depends on how long he's effective. Dude, I mean... I mean, I know that's like a dog comment. Just about 200 guys in five more years? Yeah, the question is, how realistic is that, though, as he's pushing 40? Who knows? I have no idea. Go we'll home. Could happen. Hey, any guy that Dude, goes, this guy is how old is he right now? Thirty five. Any guy that goes home to Kate Upton, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, that's an amphetamine in itself. True. Aphrodisiac, if anything. 
All right, Chris Sale, since the beginning of May, has a 2.09 ERA. Uh, in those nine starts, he struck out 10-plus batters eight times. That streak continued last week. Uh, he allowed 17 earned runs and 18 innings pitch over his first four starts. Uh, since then, he's absolute crushed it. Sam, I'm happy for you. Your Cy Young pick doesn't look so bad. That would have been an all-time bad pick if he kept it up and was like had like a six or a seven ERA and was losing every time he took the mound. You mean, I thought he was hurt. Like at the start, he looked like I he kept was saying hurt. that. I was like, this guy's hurt. This guy's out for the year, and now he's uh, just had to get into hurt. the rhythm. He's I guess. not out for the year. So we had not one but two cycles last week. The first one is Shohei Otani of the Angels, who became the first Asian-born player to ever hit for the cycle. Uh, Jake Bowers did it out of the eight spot for the Cleveland Indians later that week. Yurajay um, Davis, fact that you talked about, was that he was the first Indian to hit for the cycle since Rajay Davis in the summer of 2016. Hmm. Um, they are the first players to hit for the cycle on consecutive days since Tris Speaker and Chief Myers from June 9th to the 10th in 1912. And the last player to hit for the DH, uh, to hit for the cycle as a DH, was Jeff Devannon in 2004. Never. Dude, that couldn't be funnier. You have a Jeff Devannon story? No, he just played for the Angels. I remember Jeff Devannon. He was hilarious looking. Uh, and they became the sixth and seventh DHs guy. ever to hit for the cycle. Uh, Charlie Blackman. Uh, really had a week for the ages. He had three straight four-hit games, setting or almost setting an MLB record. Um, and in the... It's Jeff Devan, funny-looking guy. He just looks like a normal guy. I thought he was funny-looking. He looks like a guy who could have like lived in the dorm next to me. He might have. So Blackman had three straight four-hit games and set the record in a four-game stretch with 15 hits. Uh, MLB record, absolutely raked against the Padres. And this was part of a series where the Padres and the Rockies went off for a record 92 combined runs over the course of four games. Yeah, I mean, he's on my fantasy team. and uh, He's back. He's, he's an elite back, hitter again. dude. I mean, he was like the start of the year. He was a little slow, not doing so great. But he's been, I mean... Been a top hitter in baseball since, and then last week he was just a joke. I won like nine to four, which I don't know how they score this stuff, but I did. I did good. Categories, man. Yeah, I know. It's stupid. It really levels the playing field. It should be a different way. Last night in the Bronx, we had a vintage Tanaka time sighting. Uh, Tanaka went the distance against the Rays, holding them scoreless on two hits and one walks with ten strikeouts. Uh, it was the fourth shutout of his career, and he has four of the Yankees' last six shutouts. The other two were Luis Severino and Brandon McCarthy. Wow. Brandon McCarthy. Dude, he had that one stretch one for us where he was pretty good. Yeah. Forgot about it. Uh, he owns a 3-2-3 ERA with 84 strikeouts and 20 walks across 96 innings. Tanaka, not Brandon McCarthy. Mm. Um, and amazingly enough, in his last seven starts against the Rays, he has a 1-2-9 ERA, 56 strikeouts, three walks, uh, which if, God forbid, we have to play the Rays in a wild card game, Tanaka's clearly the one who's getting the ball. Uh, and it was the Yankees' first shutout with 10 strikeouts and two or fewer hits since Moose, newly minted baseball Hall of Famer Mike Mussina, uh, against the Rays uh, on September 24th, 2002. Dude, they were saying, um, and this is so true because I've noticed this, is that when Tanaka has an extra day of rest, he is so much better. They gave him an extra day, and he throws a complete game. He throws an absolute gem last night. He looked unhittable. He was literally unhittable. Yeah, the, the problem is we, we don't really have that, but... Well, that's why we're training someone. Yeah, and um, an interesting thing, um, Tanaka has a .43 ERA against the Rays this year. So bear in mind, this is a team with a top five record in baseball and a four eleven ERA against everybody else. Hmm. I guess we just got to keep chugging them against the Rays. Yeah, no. All right, and you mentioned it before. Yankees made a very big move this past week, pretty much out of nowhere, uh, acquiring AL home run leader Edwin Encarnacion. Um, in return, they got Juan Then, um, who they had traded um, to the Yankees for Nick Rumbelow in November 18th, 2017. That was Max's birthday. He got his driver's license that day. Good for Max. Fun fact. Good for Max. Um, so not only did they trade the AL home run leader, um, for a guy that they had traded for us two years ago, they're also picking up anywhere between eight and a half to ten million. You mentioned before that the uh, Rays are paying more of Encarnacion's salary yeah. than we are this year. Um, Encarnacion, AL best, twenty-one home runs, eight eighty-six OPS, one point seven WAR, which just shows how good of a hitter he's been because he has negative defensive value. Yes, yeah. when the Yankees are fully healthy, he's gonna hit in the eight slot. Is he? How insane is that? I mean, Lohan, right. You, Judge, Hicks, Stan, Gary, Voigt, DD. Encarnacion, Glaber, and DD. So he's going to probably hit seven. I mean, he's DD twice, but that. Dude, I, I, mean, they, I was, I'm just reading something on Twitter that DD would be before him. Either way, seven or eight for the AL home run leader. Ridiculous. I'm, 
Just go ahead. I think that the Mariners, I think, who's the GM there? Jerry Depoto. Drew, Jerry Depoto. I think Cashman has something on Jerry Depoto. Like some like blackmail or something. Could be. Everything this guy Depoto does that involves the Yankees is an awful move. I mean, just to put into perspective how good of a hitter Encarnacion's been, he's first in homers, he's top five in ribbies, um, he's top 10 in walk percentage, uh, he's top 15 in chase percentage, which is huge. Uh, he's the first player to be traded while leading the league in home runs since Adam Dunn was dealt from the Reds to the D-backs in August 2008. Um, and the Yankees now have the 2010s leader in home runs in both the AL and the National League uh, with Edwin and Giancarlo Stanton. Sheesh. I mean, it's incredible. Since, hey, sorry. Go ahead. They showed something else that uh, the out of the top five We're guys... We're just both so eager to talk about Edwin. Well, it's incredible. In the last, Double E. Of the five guys that lead the league in uh, home runs per at-bat over the last, I want to say, since like 2016 or something, the Yankees have four of them. Yeah, the I mean... The guy don't have is Gallo. The Yankees and the Nas- the American and National League homer thing aside, since 2012, no player has more homers and RBIs than Edwin. These guys hit 30 home runs eight years in a row. And we talked about it last week... Um, when he hit his 400th homer, how he could be a sneaky Hall of Famer. No, it's not even sneaky. This if, guy's a Hall of Famer. If he plays in New York this year and we bring him back next year, which, honestly, $20 million option, if it fits into the budget, I'd bring him back. I'll take him. Um, Dude, I think this guy's a Hall of Famer. I think he needs to hit 500. I think without 500, he, he doesn't get in. But if he hits 500... This rate, give him three to four more years. Yeah. But all that said... Clint Frazier already got sent down to AAA. Uh, what do you think is next for Cameron Maben in the Bronx, uh, who had a monster home run last night? He's hitting 293. Uh, and even Gio Urshela, do you think either of those guys' roster spots are in jeopardy? Yeah, dude, I, it's tough. That's so that's what I was getting. It's at. a great problem. To have. It's a great problem to have, and that's why they almost have to make a trade. They have too many good guys right now. They have to get rid of some of these guys. Um, I don't think they can get rid of Gio. Well, what's Gio's deal? If they bring, if they they send him down to the minors, Gio's out of gone? options. Geo and Maven are out of minor league yeah, options, okay. so you'd have to put them on waivers, and someone's going to claim them both. Yeah, so they're so Geo, they're not getting rid of Geo. Geo's Geo's been arguably. The I mean, Geo's come back to earth a little bit, but he's still hitting three twelve, and I still and feel a like stud defender, stud defender, and every time there's runners on base, I feel like him and Lemayu are the two guys who get RBIs every yeah, single put, time. Put a single in the gap, <laughs> take a run, keep it moving. So I'm not totally opposed. Not only am I not totally opposed, I'd rather than do this. Get one of these pitchers out of the bullpen. And just keep all these guys. Why not? Yeah, and I think that's going to become a little bit easier when the rotation does get a little healthier. I think once you get Herman back and you have a legit five in your rotation, it becomes easier to do that. I think the problem is right now you have like Chad Green and then either Nestor Cortez and David Hale, you know, serving the, been good. serving the opener role. And they've all been very successful. Um, but as long as we have to use the opener, you have to have a deeper bullpen. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a, it's a tough situation. I don't know. I mean, listen. Severino's on his way back. Yeah. Through today. Through from 135 feet. He's going to get on the mound pretty soon, they said. Listen, my thought is this. It's like, Frazier, Frazier's going to get traded. I mean, he's too good to be in the minors, and there's no room for him on the Yankees. And it sounds like as much as he wanted to be a Yankee, he's kind of done with the New York media. The New York media's kind of done with him. He's out. He's gone. He's one of those guys when, like, he's hitting, I'll support him, but otherwise it's just like you're a douche. Yeah. He's also the worst outfielder I've ever He's seen. the worst defensive outfielder I've ever seen. David Case said a quote last night, and I couldn't actually couldn't have agreed with him more. I would rather have Andrew Nathan in right field for the Yankees than Clint Frazier. He is so bad. He's so bad. He Eli is... gets to every ball that Clint doesn't. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eli would then throw it into the bleachers, but... Yeah, well, Clint probably would too if he got the chance. <laughs> um, the, the, I mean, listen, like, Frazier gets traded. Urshela, you can't get rid of. Maybin, like... You'd like to trade him. You'd like to hold on to him. But, like, if you got to let him go, you got to... Maven's not this good. Like, there's, he's just not. Like, he's not um, young enough to be this surprisingly good. Who would you rather keep, him or Gardner? Gardner. Gardner's a Yankee. All right. Well, here's the thing. If we're looking at it in a vacuum with no emotions, I'd rather have Maven. Totally. He's younger. At this point, I think he's a better defender, a better hitter. Faster. You're not going to get rid of Brett Gardner. Yeah, you're not going to get rid of Gardner. Gardner signed for a one-year deal. He is... Especially with Judge out, the unquestioned leader in the locker room, yeah, I think. No, you're not getting rid of him. He's like, so annoying. He's so annoying. Dude, you know he doesn't listen to music when he drives? He plays so hard <laughs> that true. he split his face open last week because he was so pissed after a strike. Yeah, that was like not the move at all. 
Well, no, he did. You're right. He did that. Listen, Maven's gone. They're gonna. They're Doesn't gonna listen send... to music when he drives. Is he a serial killer? Yes. He, he drove. He at the end of last off season, he drove from New York to South Carolina with no music, and that's like normal. For him. <laughs> like the weirdest thing ever. He didn't realize that the music wasn't on. Like, what are you doing? How do you not? How do you just sit in silence for like a twelve hour drive? I know. How messed up in the head must he? What's he thinking about? So southern boys, man. You never know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, good problem to have through the Yankees. They're going to make a crazy trade. They're going to get someone unreal, and they're going to win the World Series. I mean, I think we would all sign up for that. Yep. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Uh, the rich are only getting richer, and by that I mean in Houston with Jordan Alvarez making his major league debut for the Astros this past week. Uh, he was the Astros' number three prospect between Kyle Tucker and Forrest Whitley, which again just shows how dominant their farm system been. Uh, consensus top 50 prospect in baseball and a triple-A absolutely raked. Hit over 330, 23 homers. Um, and last week, he, since 1908, uh, became the fourth player to collect four or more home runs within the first five games of his career, joining Mike Jacobs in 2005, Puig, and most recently, Trevor Story. Um, he hit his home run off of Clayton Richards of the Padres Saturday to the upper deck uh, to set the record. Uh, has really just absolutely crushed the ball. But the question is, you know, we talk about the rich getting richer. You know, the and the Yankees in their lineup, you know, log jab. Correa, Altuve, and George Springer are all out for the Astros, and no one on this team is really not hitting. You know, if you're the Astros, do you keep this guy as kind of your DH bench type guy, or do you manipulate the service time a little bit and send him back down? You probably send him back down. And this team doesn't need him. I know. Like, he's not, I mean, listen, maybe he comes up and he's like Juan Soto and he's a joke, but, you know, let's like... I think maybe you send them back down for two months, bring him up in September for the stretch run and have him on the postseason roster. I'm with you on that. How's Juan Soto been this year? Good. I like Juan Soto. I mean, maybe not like super duper superstar, but like star numbers. I mean, Soto, 289, 11 homers, 41 ribbies, 887. He's good. On a bad team. Dude, they have made me look so bad two years in a row. Yeah. I like it. I like. I, I appreciate it. What if the Yanks got... I mean, we're not going to get him, but... They're another team, though, with the Nats. It's like you have Anthony Rendon, who's probably a top 15 hitter in baseball all around. Maybe even top 10 by some metric. I know him now. You have Sean Doolittle, who's a great closer. And the Nats are a team that never wants to sell. That'll be interesting because... Last year they had a, they weren't going to make the playoffs last year and they had a deal in place to trade Harper to the Astros where maybe they could have gotten Jordan Alvarez and ownership says no we're not going to do it and they finished 500. You know, at what point do the Nats swallow their pride and say money can only buy so much? Let's get younger. Dude, I mean listen, I, I was saying that before. Get Scherzer to the Yankees. I mean that would be like Ugh. the greatest thing oh, ever. Oh my heart. I mean, dude, I'm wearing a Nats shirt right me, now. You're telling me that uh I don't know. Chance Adams, Clint Frazier. Well, Chance Adams is mad at this point, but. Well, who's the who's their best pitching prospect at this point? They really have to do that. You probably have to trade Herman. Herman, okay. I don't. I I would say some combination of Herman. Uh, Frazier. Frazier. The, the problem is two of your top guys to trade are Frazier and Florio, and they play the same position. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm looking... Oh, Loisga. Oh, yeah, Loisga. So you could trade Loisga. If you trade Loisga, Herman, Clint, or Florial, maybe throw in Albert Abreu, who's a pretty hard-throwing guy in our system, maybe that gets it done. We'll see. I mean, listen, like, you're right. I mean, this team this team should probably sell the Nationals. Another guy we could give up, too, is Anthony Siegler, who is a catcher who they love. Wow, we took him out of high school last year in the first round of the draft. Uh, he's an ambidextrous thrower and a switch hitter. Hmm. Which never happens, period. You get that for a catcher. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a single A, hit 368. It's hitting 368. Uh, so it's hitting the ball great. It's just a matter of, you know, how early do you want to give up on a guy like that? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right, we'll see. All right, another young guy uh, who you love from your fantasy team, Chris Paddock. Uh, who has yeah, been the well, ace of the Padres. He got sent down to single A last Wednesday. Uh, pitcher Robert Stock was recalled from AAA El Paso. Uh, Paddock, 23, has been struggling of late, yielding 12 runs over his last three starts, spanning 14 to third innings. Uh, however, big picture, 315 ERA, 7-2 strikeouts against 13 walks across 65 and two-thirds overall. Uh, but that said, 
Past five starts had given up eight of his ten homers. Uh, ERA over the last 31 days was 5.76. And in his final start, the Giants scored three runs and five innings, uh, which according to the hardball talk writer that I got some of this info from, that's like giving up six runs and three innings to a normal team. Um, So this is an interesting thing because I get wanting to send a guy down to limit your innings, but at the same time, if you brought him and Tatis up to start the year, to me that leaves the impression of you're going for it this Mm -hmm. year. Um, And and this is a mixed bag because if you're going to have him at single A, you know, are you going to just have him do side workouts? Because single A innings and major league innings, they're still innings. They're still taxing on the arm. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I I mean, obviously he's on a fantasy team. He's doing pretty good. I mean, he struggled a little bit. Um, I don't get it. Like, why? Why send him down? Like, what are they? What's he doing down there? Yeah, and and on some level, I do give the front office credit because he did get Tommy John two years ago, and his professional high in innings was ninety set last year, and he would blow that away if he stayed in the bigs. Um, what you hope isn't the case is that this really is just a guy, a team that's looking out for their young pitcher's health, looking out for him given his injuries history, mm-hmm. and not service time manipulation. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, who knows at this point. Because if they know. keep so if they keep him down um, for twenty days off the twenty five man roster, they get the extra year of service. Time. Oh, and that's totally what they're doing. So it it's a little dicey. Yeah, I hate that. Just a couple few odds and ends uh, before we're done for the show. Um, last week, the D-backs and the Phillies set the Major League record by combining for 13 home runs. Uh, the D-backs started the game with back-to-back-to-back home runs to open last Monday's game against the Phillies at Citizens Banks Park. Uh, the previous record was held uh, between the Tigers and the White Sox in 95, uh, and also the Tigers and the White Sox in 2002, and that record was 12. So this kind of ties into with a bigger point uh, of Ken Rosenthal that he pointed out. You know, home runs are up more than ever. Um, at what point is enough enough? Uh, never. You think never? Dude, I love the home runs. Come on. I agree, but so Yelich is on pace to hit 60 homers. Ken Rosenthal pointed this out. Uh, the sport right now is averaging 2.7 homers, uh, which would shatter the record of 2.5 home runs set per game in 2017. Yelich is one of... 25 players on pace to hit 40 homers this year, which would far exceed the record of 17 yeah, that's pretty crazy. in 96, which was peak steroid era. Yeah, something's going on. I just think at a certain point, I know home runs are popular. They put fans in seats, and we love to see them, but maybe you do got to level it out somewhat. I don't know if the balls are juiced. I don't know what's going on, but... I think right now, as hard as... And, it, and that, all this is considering, especially pitchers are throwing harder than ever... And they're still putting it in the seats like crazy. Well, that's why, though. People always used to say the harder it comes in, the faster it goes out. That's true. So, you got to remember this. A couple, you know, it's physics. No, you're right. Uh, Did you see the intentional balk that Kenley Jansen had this weekend? No. It's the first time I've ever seen this. Probably the first time it's ever happened in baseball history. Uh, With two outs in the ninth inning uh, and Jason Hayward on second base, Dodgers were holding a two-run lead. Kenley Jansen turned to second base umpire DJ Raybird and said, I'm going to balk. Uh, the closer then wiggled his back leg, and he awarded Hayward third, um, where he wouldn't have a clear view of catchers Russell Martin's signs and glove placement. Uh, so this is interesting because uh, it sounds like you know they're pretty inadvertently accusing the Cubs of stealing signs with really. with Joe Madden. He's the king of gamesmanship. Who knows? Uh, but do you think this is a strategy that teams can employ going forward? I just don't get it. Like, why would you put a guy on third base? Well, he's on second anyway, so maybe the logic is base hit. He's going to score no matter what. I guess he's got like Jason Hayward. Yeah. Two outs. I mean, I guess if like you're afraid he's stealing signs, which you're not allowed to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's a fascinating strategy. Yeah, I mean, I just would love to know like what their thought process was and like what makes them think they're stealing the signs. I don't know. I mean, the Cubs, maybe they've been accused of that in the past. You know, when I watched it live, I thought that it was because Hayward was just taking a big lead and Jansen didn't want to look back and was just like, screw it, I'll put it on third, put him on third where I can really just have a view on him from the stretch. It's not a bad point either, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting, it's a very interesting concept. I would never have thought uh, to do that. Nope. Free bases are bad. Yeah. And my concluding stat for the show comes from the ace of MLB stats, Ryan Spader on Twitter. Angels Nolan Ryan had 19 strikeouts and 10 walks over 13 innings pitched on this date, facing 58 batters on 235 pitches 45 years ago. Uh, and then he would make his next start on three days rest. That was a machine. They don't make them like they used to. They really don't. It's unbelievable 
how good Nolan Ryan was. And uh, this 235 pitches, they think that he threw upwards of maybe 278, and that because pitch tracking wasn't a thing mm-hmm. back then, didn't care. Uh, so he could have thrown over 275 pitches and then pitched three days later. That's so not reasonable. No. And the craziest part is he pitched for another 19 years after that. Yeah, he was a machine. Literally a machine. Big, big old, good-fashioned country boy. 19 Ks and 10 walks. Unbelievable. Uh, All right, that's all I got. Guys, any concluding thoughts for this week's show? Baseball or in life? Happy to have Spectre back. Good to have Spectre back. Here's a thought. You're the guy who knows baseball here. I know a little bit. And you you ask me the questions. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Yeah, so this is something we've been talking talking about. Uh, we're on episode 16 now. 17 will be coming at you next week. John Flaherty wore number 17. Dude, thank God, because I was about to say out loud. I'm like, I don't know who 17 is. I feel like Booney might have worn 17 also. Or 19. There you go. So for episode 17, we're going to have a little shake-up on how we do things around here. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be exciting. And uh, if it doesn't work out... There's always episode 18. Get your popcorn ready, as Terrell Owens once said. (laughs) Amen to that. Uh, With Sam Beck and Alex Spector, my name is Chase Midorski, and this is the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state and the DA can't get no relief gonna be a rumble out on the promenade and the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth well now everything dies baby that's a fact maybe everything that dies someday comes back put your makeup on fix your hair pretty and meet me tonight in Atlanta